0: Hello again, R.L. Stein Story Club members. I'm Ivy, your ghostly host and keeper of those strange and spooky tales from the hidden vault of R.L. Stein. Today is another chilling tale. This haunted place I went to in Massachusetts, Story Club members, is called John Stone's Inn. One of the most haunted places in Massachusetts is known as John Stone's Inn, which is in the town of Ashland. Constructed in 1832 by Captain John Stone, it has a long history and plenty of paranormal activity, including visits from the dead captain himself. In the 1800s, John Stone's Inn, then called the Railroad Boarding House, was said to be a huge hit with both travelers and the locals. That is, until 1845, when an accident occurred in the building. Stone and a few other men were playing a game of cards for cash. A man beat Stone at the game, but Stone believed that the man had cheated. A fight broke out and Stone hit the man over the head, killing him. Stone and the other witnesses took the body down into the basement and buried it. Legend has it that the spirit of the dead man, as well as those who swore never to tell of what occurred, still haunt the inn. A little girl is also believed to haunt the inn. Her spirit is somehow attached to a dress that's stored up in the attic, many have claimed to see the little girl staring out of the upstairs windows. One female employee once took the dress home, and it caused her so much ghostly chaos in her life that she quickly returned the dress. Many hauntings that have occurred over the years at John Stone's Inn were said to be apparitions of the captain himself. A picture of Captain John Stone hangs over the fireplace in the establishment, and patrons claim to experience an airy feeling of being watched when they're close to the photograph. Several employees in the building have claimed that they smell what appears to be cigar smoke, even though there's no one present who's smoking tobacco. They believe that this is the captain himself, overseeing the guests and employees at the haunted inn. Willow Yates and I stopped at the place, now called Stone Public House, to hang out and get a vibe of the place. Unfortunately, my psychic friend Autumn Nash was at a family reunion and couldn't make it. I didn't let Willow know what the history of the place was, otherwise she would have never gone inside. We ordered some food. I had the traditional fish and chips, and Willow ordered the vegetarian shepherd's pie. In 1976, a guy named Leonard Cappy Fournier bought the building and helped to restore it to what it is now. In a 1984 news article, Cappy had reported some strange events years after he bought and restored the old inn. Doors would not remain locked, and lights would turn on and off by themselves. Psychics who've explored the place have reported that several spirits remain trapped inside the inn. We had arrived at Stone's close to closing time and it was in the middle of the week, so there weren't many customers. When I excused myself to go to the bathroom, I explored as much as I could. One of the employees even let me go down to the basement where the body of the man Stone had accidentally killed was buried. Surely an unrested spirit would be lingering down there. There was sadly nothing though, just an old basement. There was a creepy factor for sure, but no ghost that I could see. And I really wished that Autumn could be here just to see what psychic vibes she could pick up. When I returned to the table, Willow had finished her food and was in a good mood. I asked her why she was so happy. She said she spoke to this really nice man who was dressed up like a sea captain. He asked her how she enjoyed the food and the place. She said fine. I asked her to describe the man as he sounded like Captain John Stone, the founder of the place. When she did i pointed to his portrait over the fireplace she hadn't noticed it before she told me that that was the man she talked to i finally broke it to her that the man she'd been talking to had been dead for over a century willow's face went as pale as snow and then she ran outside screaming leaving me to pay the bill oh well it was kind of worth it to see her face poor willow she is my ghost magnet though i swear it never fails that a ghost or a monster will show up when willow's in the house After we got to the car, and Willow was done yelling at me for taking her to yet another haunted place, we decided to leave. I saw a little girl in the upper floor window of the place wearing an old dress, no doubt the girl I mentioned earlier. Willow asked me who I was waving to. I didn't have the heart to tell her that it was a girl who was also long dead, so I didn't. My fearful friend had already been through enough. Those fish and chips sure hit the spot, though. (laughs) Anyway, don't worry too much about Willow, I can be a really good friend sometimes. Did you know that I'm the one who told her about the Go Kid Go network? Even though Willow doesn't love scary tales like Autumn and I do, she adores all other types of stories. Friends tell friends about Go Kid Go, because there's a great story waiting for everyone and imagination is endless. So tell your friends to also check out Bobby Wonder, about a 10-year-old alien who has to protect the town of Flugerville from villainous Mighty Mila, and Lucy Wow over in the Big Red Barn inventing all sorts of cool stuff with her mechanical pygmy goat, Kapow, and Martha and Waffle being totally hilarious nitwits in the underground world of Fluesville. Go Kid Go even has a peaceful story train to take your mind off the story club terrors at bedtime. That's the one Willow listens to to calm down after hanging out with me. So remember when you need a quick break from the non-stop Story Club scares? Just search for Bobby Wonder, Lucy Wow, Floosville, or Storytrain wherever you get your podcasts and you'll find your way to a great time. And of course, I better see you back here tomorrow for another eerie episode. Because every R.L. Stein Story Club member needs a little scare every day. Ivy out. Go, kid, go.